0: The story you were about
1: to hear is
0: true. Attention, all true.
1: She's alive.
0: When I was a kid, TV wasn't something that just happened. It required careful planning and negotiation, especially when you had sisters. I was the youngest, so in the pecking order of the house, especially related to entertainment options, I was at the bottom of the food chain. I had to work around this, often just enjoying the shows that my older sisters enjoyed or my parents enjoyed, or at best trying to find a show that appealed to me for perhaps a different reason than appealed to somebody else in the household. Very rarely did those shows intersect. Now, those shows weren't common, but when they happened, they became appointment television for at least two members of the household, often more. The television show Chips, not only in its original run, but especially in reruns, was a favorite in our house. I loved the action and humor, My sisters might have had a crush on one or both of the main stars of the show. It was one of those shows that if I happened to be watching it in reruns, sitting on the couch, I didn't have to worry that my sisters, who were older and bigger than me, were going to come over and push me aside. I mean, that happened occasionally, but often they would just sit on the couch and enjoy the same show as me. Nowadays, this isn't as big a problem. We don't even consume television on big screens like we used to. Instead, there's lots of little screens. So why fight? Everybody could watch their own thing. So there's no pressure to compromise on a show, which is a real shame. Because in that compromise, you might find shows you didn't know you liked. One of those shows that I definitely liked was Chips. So on today's show, I'd like to talk to you about chips. We'll talk a little bit about the plot of the show, we'll talk about the stars of the show, discuss a little bit about who my favorite side character is, some of the products that tied in with it, and we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show. CHIPS is a crime drama, although there's humor elements, that aired on NBC from September 15, 1977 to May first, nineteen 1983. It followed two motorcycle cops of the California Highway Patrol, the CHP, hence CHIPS, CH, lowercase I, uppercase P, lowercase S, CHIPS. During the six seasons it ran, it had 139 episodes, and they had a reunion movie in October of 1998. While a lot of people would appear on Chips, it really had two stars. Larry Wilcox and Eric Estrada. Larry Wilcox played Officer Jonathan Andrew John Baker for five of the six seasons. And Eric Estrada played Officer Francis Frank Llewellyn Ponch Poncherello. Arguably another big star of the show was Robert Pine, who played Sergeant Joseph Joe Gattrayer. Now, all three of these people would go on to work on other things. Estrada and Pine would go on to a lot of other work. Wilcox, not so much. He would go into business and run afoul of the law. But for all three of those actors, this was the high point of their career. Fun fact, Robert Pine is the father of Chris Pine, who you might know from the new Star Trek and Wonder Woman, the film, works quite a lot. I'm a big Robert Pine fan, so I'm just going to go off a little bit here. Not only did he work a ton before and after Chips in lots of small roles, I have spotted him in quite a few things, playing the father of famous people. It's kind of one of the things he does. He was the father of Magnum on Magnum P.I. in flashbacks. He also plays Zack Morris's father on Saved by the Bell. As for the secondary characters, the sort of side characters on the show, it's hard to really pick one. I kind of like three of them. Paul Link played Artie Grossman. He was an improbable CHP officer, kind of overweight, always the butt of jokes. Lou Wagner, who played Harlan Arliss, the mechanic on the show, who joined during the second season, would also function in that role in a less obvious way. So both of those are great. Brianne Leary who played Officer Cindy Cahill early on in the show. What I liked about Cindy's plotline is in Chips, they had no female motor officers. The motor officers were the ones who drove the motorcycles. And that was what Cindy wanted to do. And they were sort of building up to that happening. And then all of a sudden, she gets replaced with another female star who takes the sort of lead female role away from her, Randy Oaks, who would play Officer Bonnie Clark. I like Cindy's character arc a lot better, because it was leading somewhere. Bruce Jenner, coming off the Olympics, would land a short role on this show, playing Officer Steve McLeish. Not a terrible character, but not great. And I can't really end this without saying how much I enjoy the small turn by Michael Dorn as Jedediah Turner. Jed, kind of a background character, but great to see. Dorn, who would go on to play Worf on Star Trek The Next Generation, in an early role. Now, things weren't always great on the set. Estrada was the star of the show. The producers loved him. And this caused a conflict with Wilcox, who saw that he was always going to be in the shadow, and is the reason that Wilcox didn't appear in the final season of the show. Which is a shame, because off-camera, while they might not have liked each other, on-camera, they had great chemistry. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yellow? Who you calling yellow? Oh, not you. The Pringles can't see it. It's yellow. Relax, Sonny. It's the second kind of Pringles. New Pringles Extra. Well, he sure looks hearty. even sound hearty. They really taste hearty. That's because Pringles Extra are rippling with hearty fried flavor.
1: Yeah, that's my kind of flavor. Hey. Oh uh, we'll see her, of course.
0: Try a new Pringles Extra at the other Pringles, rippling with hearty flavor. And now, back to the show. So if you're gonna start rewatching chips, one of the things you often have to be cautious about is is the pilot any good? Am I going to watch this pilot and think this sets the tone for the rest of the TV series? In the case of chips, The pilot's actually pretty good. It sets the tone. We learn who the characters are. We learn who all the side characters are. It's great. You learn that Ponch is kind of a loose cannon. He mellows out a bit as the show goes on. We see John is on the straight and narrow, and you can see that one day he's going to be running things. In the future, they will actually retcon some more backstory between the two. But it works as an origin story. If I had to pick the best season of Chips to watch... That's a little bit harder. It's a toss-up between Season 2 and 3. Season 2 has maybe the best episode of Chips, which is Trick or Treat, Episode 6 of Season 2. It's got great music, a great storyline, and is very Halloween-y. We also get to meet Harlan Arliss, and the Super Cycle, driven by the Phantom, makes his first appearance here. It's a pretty good season. Season 3 is also very good. You get episodes about roller disco and... All sorts of great trendy stuff. So I'm going to say, if you are just trying to jump into this, I'd watch the pilot to get started. And then I would jump into seasons two and then season three. If you like that, you can go back and watch season one. The show works out of order. And then go into four and five. And then maybe you'll decide to watch six although John is gone at this point, and so some of the shine is off the apple at that point. While those might be the best seasons, that doesn't mean all the best episodes are in those seasons. Now to tell you about which five episodes are the best is Metagirl with her top five.
1: Five, four,
0: three, two, one.
1: Greetings, retro fans! This is Metagirl, bringing you the top five episodes from the time-honored cop drama show, Chips. At number five is season four, episode 16, Karate! Original air date, March 8th, 1981. Trying to clean up his old neighborhood, Ponch encounters an enemy from his childhood who is corrupting local youth with his vehicle theft operation. Ponch uses his kick ass karate skills to earn the respect of the teens and convince them to stay away from gangs and drugs. Number 4 is season 6, episode 4, Rock Devil Rock. Original air date October 31st, 1982. Ponch and Bobby provide security for Moloch, the frontman of a kiss like goth rock band played by Donnie Most of Happy Days. Multiple attacks demonstrate that Moloch's life is certainly under threat. But by whom? He believes the culprit is the devil himself, perhaps inspired by the band's performance of Devil Take Me. Ponch saves the superstar with a daring rescue. Later, the CHP officers throw a wild Halloween party at which Ponch dances the tango with Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Awesome, right? Number 3 is Season 5, Episode 16, Battle of the Bands, original air date July 31st, 1982. Violent troublemakers from a punk band called Pain wreak havoc all over town, including stealing guitars from the van belonging to a new wave band called Snow Pink. Later on, Pain and Snow Pink compete in a Battle of the Bands event, filmed at the Starwood Club which, incidentally, was instrumental in the careers of Van Halen, Quiet Riot, The Go-Go's, and many others. In the end, the punks are thwarted by the forces of good, Snow Pink wins the battle of the bands, and Ponch treats us to our rendition of Cool in the Gang's Celebration. At number two is season three, episode two, Roller Disco, part two. Original air date, September 22nd, 1979. Picking up from part one, Ponch and John continue pursuing roller skating, smash and grab thieves. John helps an exhausted and disillusioned pop star, played by Leif Garrett, by letting him stay at his apartment, a privilege that is abused by his guest. Meanwhile, Panch is running out of time to find celebrities for the CHP Skate with the Stars charity event. Naturally, the event turns out to be a hit, including the first-ever Roller Disco Beauty Contest, followed by a live performance of Give In, sung by Garrett's character. And the number one episode of Chips is... Season 2, Episode 6, Trick or Treat. Original air date, October 21st, 1978. After stopping a speeding van carrying 13 black cats on Halloween, Ponch has an entire day of bad luck. Nevertheless, always keeping the streets safe for trick-or-treaters, Ponch and John search a haunted house for a runaway kid, foil a ghostly thief, and nab a candy bag snatcher. Meanwhile, Sergeant Couture is determined to bust the Halloween Hobgoblin, Be careful! Watch out! The hobgoblins near to warn you of sergeants who approach from the rear! In addition to the usual crime-fighting action, this episode also provides a great look at vintage Ben Cooper-style Halloween costumes, including Bigfoot, Batman, Raggedy Ann, The Incredible Hulk, Darth Vader, and more. And it showcases the musical talents of the award-winning composer Bruce Broughton, who scored the episode. And there you have it, the Retroist top five episodes of the television series, Chips. Until next time, List fans, this has been Metagirl.
0: Thanks, Metagirl. They did a bunch of tie-ins for Chips, but if you ask me, the coolest was the toys.
1: Roaring down the
0: highway, danger in every trip, action is their middle name. You can make your own adventures. These troopers come equipped with helmet holster, toy gun, and billy club, That Chips. You can pretend that John is serious in this partnership, and Punch is out to have some fun, there's lots to do with Chips. You can pose them any way you want, or take them on your trips, it's Chips. Chips. Punch and John, each sold separately, all accessories included, by Migo. Made by Mego. These toys were remarkable. Unfortunately, these figures do not stand the test of time. They're prone to discoloration and deterioration. Still, the fact that there were toys around this great franchise shows you just what a cultural touchstone it was. One of the things that people will often ask me about an older show is, does it hold up? And yes, Chips does. I mean, it's very much of its time, which is why I think it's actually very watchable. A lot of people are obsessed with 80s and 90s nostalgia. But let me tell you, people, 70s nostalgia is where it's at. Roller disco, country line dancing, all sorts of great rock and punk and all these weird things that they're throwing on television without really understanding them all make an appearance on chips for the first time. They even have this great episode that has a guy with a laser gun shooting people in the face to blind them. It's just all over the place. And yet it's all of these things that were very new to people. Just interpreted through the lens of an action drama. And there's an emphasis on the action. They destroy a lot of cars in this show. So if you like to watch practical stunts, it's amazing. Almost every episode starts with a major car pileup. And if you're watching this show in modern definition, you can see the people in the cars pulling the stunts. You can often even see the ramps. So it's really fun to watch it. There is a little sexism on the show, which they start to address in early seasons, and it has an undercurrent of this profession being a man's profession. But Punch and John are a modern police officers in a very 70s sense. And that's complicated as well, because the show itself is sort of a throwback. Ponch and John are clean-cut, good cops. They never even draw their guns throughout the entire show. So there's no shooting of people. They're just good cops trying to do good things. That's very different than some of the police that we were seeing post-Dragnet and in the 70s theaters where cops were doing dirty business, having to go undercover and get all seedy. These were clean-cut cops with good intentions, and they were also trying to be very modern for the times. And that meant putting aside a lot of the macho imagery while at the same time showing a certain amount of swagger. It's very complicated and makes the show rather interesting in retrospect. After these messages, we'll be right back. On ship, Hans and John hit the beach, but their plans are shattered by gang warfare. Then, DJ's got his hands full with Snow White and the Seven Lady Truckers. We're going to teach
1: these broads a lesson. It's B.J. trying to
0: kill him! DJ and the Bear. Next, secret agent T.R. Sloan takes on the beautiful but deadly seduction squad. Can't wait. Busy. Robert Conrad outbonds Bond as a man called Sloan. An exciting night of nonstop action, Saturday on NBC. And now, back to the show. Could they make this show today? I think they could. The show is mostly about car chases, car crashes, with a little bit of light drama, a tiny bit of comedy thrown in. That works all the time. It's family friendly, appeals to a wide range of ages, it would definitely be a network show. I'm not sure what the Netflix version of this show would be, though. It would have to be a lot more dramatic or a lot funnier. If you think you have an idea of how you would reboot Chips, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, your Chips idea, at retroist at retroist.com. Whoever submits the best, I'll read it in a future episode. When the highways are a web of danger, we need cops with the courage to tame you. Two of the best are back. In been a long time, Bunch. Go on patrol when Punch and John ride again to battle the ultimate case of road rage in a world premiere movie reunion. Is
1: this going on my driving record?
0: Eric Estrada, Larry Wilcox, and the Chips cast return in an all-new exclusive event, Chips 99. As I said, the show had a made-for-TV movie in the 90s. They also did a film just a couple of years ago that had a budget of about $25 million. It just about broke even. I watched it, and while it has the character names from the original show, it doesn't really capture much of the original vibe of the show. It's not a terrible film. It's just not really Chips to me. Chips is one of those shows that brought my family together. It had action and humor. It appealed to multiple generations. It also did that thing that I really enjoyed in certain cop shows of showing an aspirational police force, one that we want to have, maybe not the one that we actually have, or some over-dramatized, terrible one. I imagine these are the type of shows that inspired a lot of people to want to become police officers. And much like Dragnet and Adam-12, you do hear stories from police officers who watch these shows and... It's what made them want to get into the job. It's a shame we don't have more shows like that on today. But the good thing is, these shows still exist. They're just moved to streaming services or retro television channels. So do yourself a favor and watch a show that stands up. Chips. Invite your whole family to watch it. You are in for a real treat. You will have episode after episode featuring the wild charisma of Eric Estrada and the more reserved charisma of Larry Wilcox. You'll laugh at some of the stuff from the 70s, the disco, the roller dancing, but in the end, you'll come away entertained. Thanks for listening to the show for more retro fun. You can drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com retroist and twitter.com retroist. The music you hear on the show is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. Cindy just disappears. And then Bonnie Clark comes in, played by Randy Oaks, who played a criminal the season before. Like, we're supposed to forget that she was a criminal? (sighs) All right, that's not good. This has been a Retroist production. Goodbye.